Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Low Vision, brought to you by the Council of Citizens of Low Vision International. My name is Dr. Bill Takesta, and today I'm joined with Richard Retta as we do talk about holiday gift ideas. Now, as you all know, it's getting closer and closer to that time that we do share holiday gifts, and we often think that it's difficult to think of gifts that would be good for a person who has low vision or a person who is totally blind. But I actually think, you know, that purchasing gifts for a person with low vision, it really doesn't have to be that different. There's so many things that you would normally buy somebody, and the person who is blind or low vision would like that just as well. For example, uh, CDs of music, candy, chocolate, clothes, all those things are still very, very much appreciated by people who have low vision or blind. But tonight, Richard and I, we're going to talk about some gift ideas that are really unique for children and adults. So the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about children. As many of you know, uh, when I was in practice as an eye doctor before I went blind, I specialized in children. Now, with children, it is very, very important that we do provide them with toys to play with, even as young as 12 months of age. It is because of this experience in using toys that a child learns how things fit together and the relationship between one object to another. So many of the toys that we do recommend to children who are either low vision and even totally blind is that we often recommend blocks. Blocks are very, very helpful because blocks are tangible. They could fill them. So if they're beginning with cubes, the child will learn that you could stack these cubes. And as the child begins to stack the cubes, they then learn that these individual parts can create something that's very, very large. Later, we can incorporate other blocks that might have other geometric shapes and by feeling the differences in these blocks, they could feel that a circle is smooth and that there's really no edges the way that a square has edges. And they could feel the difference between a triangle and a square. And these skills that they learn by playing with blocks are later going to help them as they start getting into school and they're doing basic arithmetic and such. Another good toy that we recommend for young children that may be two to three would be the Duplo blocks. And the Duplo blocks are spelled D-U-P-L-O. And these are in the same family as Lego blocks. So these blocks are of different colors. They're fairly large so that a child who is developing their fine motor skills can build things. With these types of duple blocks, they could make a house, they could make a fence, they could make all sorts of different things. And it, again, it helps them to develop what's called their visual-spatial perception. They understand the relationship between parts and whole. Then when the kids get a bit older, we could then go ahead and start buying them these Lego block sets. There are so many different sets of Lego blocks, some of them are designed to make spaceships and others are designed to make other items. But if you allow the child to explore and use these blocks, 
they develop their right-sided visualization skills. As many of you who are low vision or blind know, it's very helpful if you could visualize things in your mind's eye. I find myself doing that all the time, even though I have no sight whatsoever, when I hear of things or somebody is telling me something or they even give me directions of how to go someplace, I visualize it and I create a, a, a map in my mind. Or it was like the other day I was helping my nephew who just bought a home install a reverse water osmosis filter under his sink. And as he's reading these instructions to me, I'm visualizing it and I'm drawing a map. And that's how we're able to do these things. So we're able to develop the kid's ability to visualize in the process by giving them these particular types of toys as well. But, you know, kids also need other fun types of toys that they could play with. And I think it's really important to let kids play with a lot of the things that we used to play with in my days when I was a kid. Jump ropes. You know, jump ropes, you would be amazed at how people enjoy the jump rope so much. You would think maybe people don't want to do it, but the other day I had a group of friends and their children over, so I brought out a jump rope. And these kids, they had never used a jump rope. So as they were doing jump rope, they loved it. Pretty soon, all the adults wanted to try it. (laughs) They were all wanting to jump rope. And one woman, she even said, well, let me get two of them. Let me try to double dutch. You know, she, she wasn't able to do it, but boy, she sure gave it a good shot. But jump ropes are, are very, very good toys. Uh, trampolines are fun exercise toys that kids like to play on those as well. And we also find that other good types of toys for kids are, are even punching bags. Many of you might be familiar with the speed bags that boxers will use. But this is something that really helps people to develop their integration of the right and the left side of the body and to develop that type of timing. And it's also good for the physical health. Now, for kids who really are into the electronics, you know, there's many things that are available. There are these video games that you could purchase. But these game consoles and things could be very, very expensive. And the games themselves are very, very expensive as well. So many times you might be interested in a gift that might be a bit more innocent. You don't want a game that's going to have carjacking and things like Grand Theft Auto where people are getting shot and such. But I just saw in the advertisement today when I was looking for gifts, one of the things that's available now is the Sega Genesis game console. Now, Sega was one of the leaders in video games when video games first came out, but they now have a system where you could buy the console, you plug it into your television, and they come with all the games. And these are the really fun games where it's very, very innocent, where you're chasing things around or you're avoiding things or you're playing ping pong. And kids will love it. The price of this is only $40. So this is something that a child could get closer to the television screen and they could see it very easily. There's another system also available for $40 from Atari. 
so, you know, these are very, very reasonable, and I think that the kids will really, really enjoy this. Kids of all ages, and I'm certain that adults will enjoy it as well. Um, well, what about you, Richard? I know that you, you were telling me you had a couple of great ideas, and these ideas would be probably for uh, kids that are teenage years and adults. Yeah, and, and thank you, Dr. Bill. Can can you hear me? Am I off mute? Yeah, you're perfectly clear. Okay, Very good. fantastic. So, um, yeah, no, what, some of the things that I'm, I'm going to talk about are mainstream things that are very accessible verbally to our community, blind and low vision, and just everybody. It's a real mainstream device, but uh, about a year ago, I came into the um, Amazon.com, came out with their uh, talking speaker, which is called the uh, Amazon Echo, and you basically use the word Alexa or Amazon to talk to it, and then you give it a series of commands. You can say, Alexa, give me the weather. Alexa, tell me the score of the World Series. Um, you know, tell me, did Ohio State win over Nebraska? Um, sorry, Jim. Uh, <laughs> and you can have it. You can you can tie it to uh, music services such as Pandora, such as Spotify, and other music services that we are very common now streaming online. And and so it, it's more than just an alarm clock. It basically does a lot of things for you that it's you can get off the internet. So it, it's very uh, user friendly, out of the box. Um, it's a tall speaker about the size of a coffee pot, and it has a rotating um, knob on top that you can change the volume if you want to do it manually uh, or you can do it verbally. And it, it, it does a variety of things, and it has a light on the very top of it. So as the volume goes up or down or as you speak to it, the, the light kind of flickers on and off. Think of like the, you know, the, the kit car from... From um, way back in that that series, I can't think of it. Knight Rider, how it would go back and forth. That's sort of what the the echo, echo looks like on the top. And then they have a, a small echo. That thing retails for about one hundred and forty dollars if you find it on sale. Uh, and then they have a mini a miniature called uh, Echo Dot, which is just the top half of that speaker. It's not as loud, but you can pair it with a Bluetooth speaker. And for $50, you can have the same experience as long as you have a, full, a Bluetooth speaker to, to pair it with. So, again, these are mainstream, off-the-shelf technologies that anyone can use, uh, especially our community, um, because it's very user-friendly to us because we're so used to doing things verbally and or asking for commands or vice versa. It's very, very similar to Siri on your iPhone or, or Cortana or, or similar things like that. You know, the... Uh Echo Dot, is that something that is actually portable, that a person could walk around and oh, have that yes. access? Um, no, not really. This is a, another, um, I, should, I should clarify, and thank you, that the Echo Dot is made to put throughout your house. You could buy several of them. Uh, in fact, if you buy five, you get one free right now. Amazon has a promotion, which brings it down to 40 bucks a person, and that basically you can use them as gifts for Christmas. But um, the Dot and the Amazon Echo, the actual uh, tall device, are stationary. You plug them in a wall, then you connect them to your Wi-Fi network at home or through a hotspot on your phone or, or a device. However, there is a third one, and, and I haven't... Uh, I don't own it, but I've seen it. It's called the Amazon Tap, and it's a portable Bluetooth speaker 
that you could take anywhere with you and play music, and as long as you tether it to a hotspot, internet Wi-Fi spot on your phone or in someone's home, you could take it from room to room. And uh, that would retails for about $129 as of right now on Amazon. Wow, that is great. So basically with, with these devices, you basically could talk and it's going to respond to what you're saying all the time then. Do you know with the Echo, the, the larger one, yes. how close do you have to be that it will actually understand what you're saying? Like if I it, wanted it to play The Beatles, A Hard Day's Night, uh, do I have to be right next to it when I tell it to do that? You know, not necessarily. Usually within the same room, if you have it within your living room and, and it's a normal size living room, you should be able to you know yell across the room, say, Amazon or Alexa, play Hard Day's Night from the Beatles on Spotify, and it'll connect and it'll play. Um, however, if you're in a room with 16 people and they're all talking, you know, Alexa's not going to hear you. You would have to be next to it. Um, the Echo and Echo Dot do come with a, an additional $30. You can buy a remote, and with that remote, you could hit a button and speak into it, and it'll tell Alexa what to do, even if you're in a different room. So, oh. yeah, there's that. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, the only thing is your neighbor's going to wonder, who is Alexa? Who Who is Richard talking to? Who's this Alexa person? Does he have a roommate? I know, and um, you can change the. It's called the wake word, the wake word, to wake up the device because it's always listening. And as long as you say that word, uh, you can also change it from Alexa to Amazon. Very corporate. Say Amazon, play this. Amazon, play that. So they give it a human name, so it sounds more uh, natural interaction. And I think in the future you'll be able to change it to different names as you know as you see fit. You know, another question about it. I have heard about this, and everybody that I've, I've spoken to, they love it. But does this also do uh, Internet searches? If I wanted to find out something about uh, Veterans Day, and will it have that ability to search the Internet to try to find some of this information? You know, it, it, it certainly has the capacity to do that, but they haven't built that in. They have a thing called skills, and there's a series of skills that you can do with the device, such as play Jeopardy, or if you get certain little tiles and you put them on your phone or your keys, it'll you can say, find my keys or find my phone, or it comes with a series of uh, things you can connect to Nest, I believe, and that connects you to um, changing your lighting in your home, dimming the lights or turning on the air conditioning or the heater, as it were. Um, I actually saw that. Uh, my friend did that a few weeks ago, and he said, you know, turn off the lights, and it turned off the lights. Um, and it's kind of cool, but it, it does, as far as just Internet search, um, again, I, I know it's built in. It just hasn't been a feature. They do things like, you know, you can say, give me local election results, and it will and it'll give you movie results. It'll tell you restaurants that are nearby. But it's not going to – it doesn't have Wikipedia per se in it. it. It might be some one of the many skills it does, but it's not like there's a Firefox or Internet Explorer browser in there and say, you know, find me everything I, you can tell me about Dr. Bill Takashita out there. It won't do that. Oh, okay. Good. I don't want it to look for me on that Internet. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of ways that we can – use our voice and get information to listen to things. Uh, one of the things that I think is really an excellent gift for people is uh, the Victor Reader Stream, you know, the new version yes. of it. I have and that as well. 
is that something that do you have one, uh, Richard? Yeah, I do have the uh, the, the the second generation, the one that's uh, internet ready, and um, you can download music or uh, books remotely from Bookshare and the NLS National Library Service li- uh, book, Talking Book Library, which is great. Yeah, tell us all about it. You know, I actually just received mine last Saturday, and I and I haven't learned how to use everything, but as I uh, saw all the features, it, it has so many more features than the original Victor, and I thought, wow, this gives me a lot more flexibility. And, yeah, it, it's a very intuitive device once you get to know it, and there are a lot of vendors that you and I know out there, uh, including the Sweetman Systems, who put in, like, a tutorial on those things, and it get you going on it, but basically this uh, this Victor Reader Stream, which uh, I think retails for about 350 U.S. dollars through Humanware and, and their local sellers, um, and I could be wrong on that price, but normally that's what it's going for. You can download books onto your device on the internal memory, and then there's external memories such as an SD card. You can add additional memory to it and then interchange cards, so you can literally download hundreds of books and then go far away and and listen to these books without an inter- inter- internet connection um you can play books off of um bookshare uh as long as you have a subscription the nls talking book library as long as you have a subscription and you're eligible um there's a lot of text to speech things you can do with it um there is a a wikipedia type of reference um service on the device that you can research um, certain topics. It's very similar to Wikipedia, Encyclopedia, where you're researching a certain topic. Uh, It does have uh, internet radio, so anything that you would find online through online radio, such as iHeart or TuneIn Radio or OOTunes. I think it uses OOTunes, which is an internet provider of all different radio stations worldwide, and you can add radio stations to that and listen to it online. Uh, and it's and it's pretty neat. I mean, there's there's really there's a lot you can do with it. And then a lot of blind folks and low vision folks use it because, um, unlike an iPhone or an Android device or an iPad, it does have buttons. So if you're laying there in bed, for example, sometimes you just don't want to have to swipe something to turn up the volume. You want something with buttons that you can interchange and, and go back and forth really quick, which I like to do if I'm going to bed or sitting somewhere and I just don't want to be distracted by all my apps on my phone. This this Victor Reader Stream really does the job, and it's something that I use for reading and for you know pure entertainment. Yeah, and I I, I really like that feature where it it has the uh, button that it will stop reading when you fall asleep. Right. You know, so I've I've had times I listen to book and I fall asleep and then I'm at the end of the book and I <laughs> I don't remember any of it. You know, you know, I have a question about it. Is that you know how it does have that ability to. Uh, you could listen to internet radio, and you could also download books. How are you connecting to the internet with this? Is this through Wi-Fi? Yeah, through Wi-Fi. There's a setting on the phone or on the phone on the Victor Stream where you um, search for a available Wi-Fi network, and once you find the network you're looking for and you have a password to it, you type it in on the on the the keyboard the keypad is like a phone keypad it's you know one two three and then seven eight nine in the bottom and your star um zero and pound and through the using uh, those key commands you use the you know the letter a b and c is under two and x y and z is down by nine so you you have to tap through a couple of times but it will read out the letters for the password and then once you enter the password by hitting the pound sign It'll allow you to type in the password, and it'll start searching. Uh, 
And um, it's a little slower than a phone. It's not going to be immediate. It's going to take a few seconds longer than connecting to the Internet on your phone. But it's really up there, and it does connect you, and you can start downloading. You know, what's really great about this is that if you, you buy this as a gift for somebody, if they're a, a member of the National Library Service, they would then be able to download a lot of their books, and they could listen to it on the Victor Reader stream, right? Absolutely. It's, it's a great. I mean, I think right now on my SD card I have 44 books that I'm you know in the process of reading different um, parts of the book, and then I have yeah, another, you know, 10 books that are on the internal drive, and a lot of those are magazines. You can download magazines from NLS, such as Rolling Stone or, you know, The Nation or The Economist. And I'd have to say, you know, it really it really makes it so much easier, and you're going to be much more likely to listen to books and magazine if you do have one of these portable devices as compared to having to go to your computer and listen. Don't you think so? I agree, absolutely, because it's portable. I mean, I look forward to taking train rides or long, you know, commutes or just cross-country trips and having the Victor stream and having earbuds in my ear. And um, you can also listen to it without earbuds, and it, you know, it plays pretty loud for a small device. The battery, um, it, it lasts forever. It, it doesn't run down quickly. I think your right. phone would run down quicker than your um, Victor stream. Yeah. You know, another thing that I have recommended this uh, Victor Reader Stream to is for a lot of my students. And, you know, a lot of times students say, I, I, I wish I had a way that I could record these lectures and things. And they have placed this particular Victor Reader Stream to up there near the teacher's desk. And it has been so clear, these recordings. I mean, I think that they're really excellent quality recordings for these Right, they they are, and, it, and that's under what the feature is called notes. You, know, you take notes by just recording, and uh, you can you can record uh, endless hours of, of discussion and, and lectures on on an SD card. I think I, I it said, oh, you have like a one thousand hours left of recording time. So, however, it <laughs> it compact compacts it. It really lets you, um, you know, thinking of going back to college twenty years ago, I, I used to carry around a duffel bag with cassette tapes, like a gym bag, and record my lectures, and if I had that 20 years ago, I tell you, it would have been a lot nicer. Wow. You know, and what I have done thus far with mine is that, uh, as, as you know, Richard, and we'll tell the audience, it could record things in different formats, and so I recorded some of my music that I have on CDs, and it recorded on an on wave format, and it, it is just so clean, it's so beautiful, you know, and I, I put on the earbuds I, I just really enjoy listening to music quality on there with the uh, the wave recording format it really is a cool it really is a cool device and you know i i, I do i do need to want to go back and or, or mention a new another item if you will and the amazon not only has the echo but they have their tablets and unlike the ipad or android these tablets are really inexpensive. I think they have a tablet going for as low as $49, and um, it's like their Fire tablet. And there's a lot of new features that are being added to really um, take advantage of the low vision community and, and you know involve us in terms of having larger cursors and having inverted screens and, and having bigger text where you can read uh, and, and use it like a Kindle or, or do different things on it. So, you know, if you're looking for things for tablets for low vision folks, 
the Amazon Fire tablets are a really good, a really good thing too for the holidays. You said they're starting at fifty dollars. Yeah, if you, I looked on the app, the Amazon application, and one of the things that they open up with on their homepage is their their Fire Stick, which is a a little blue, uh, USB device you connect to your TV, but there's an also another one for forty nine ninety nine, and it's the, your their Fire tablet, and um, it's a real basic tablet, but you, you can download apps on it, and you can do a lot to magnify the screen and to make it very user friendly for the for the low vision community. Man, that is just really an incredibly good price because. I, I know that if you're going to purchase, and these are, again, uh, wonderful gifts. So many people like Apple iPad tablet, but those are starting at about $230 from what I was able to see today. They they are. I own an iPad Pro, which is the 12-and-a-half-inch iPad Pro. I bought it about a year ago, and it costs almost $1,000, but I liked it because it is a larger screen, and I could watch movies that way and, and things like that, and that was just a personal choice, but not everyone you know has the capacity to do that i I do want to say that if folks are looking to get you know friends or family with low vision uh computer for the holidays and they're worried about okay, do I need to buy screen readers and do I need to buy uh, magnification. You know, you really don't, if you were to go out and buy a new Windows 10 laptop or Windows 10 computer, and as long as it has Windows 10 on it, the magnification feature, Dr. Bill, as well as the screen reader feature, narrator, is so good that it's almost as good as mine as a Macintosh where voiceover and the magnifier come built in. Microsoft has followed suit, and they've done it for years, but it's been real inferior until Windows 10. And um, I know there's a move through ACB and and Microsoft to work together closely to make Narrator and to make Magnifier a really useful experience. And I can actually say that I recently bought a laptop, and I'm using Narrator. I'm also using NVDA, which is a free screen reader, as well as Microsoft's built-in magnifier, and I don't need to go out and use ZoomText or JAWS as often now that these things are built in because they're easy to use and they're very, very user-friendly. You know, and that's just so amazing because uh, uh, JAWS would cost you close to $1,000 depending yes. on which version, and ZoomText is around 500 or 600 so yeah. you're really saving so much. But I would agree. I, I just purchased a Windows 10 computer and I'm very happy. I, I was skeptical because I didn't know if I was going to run into problems with Windows 10. But I agree. Uh, the narrator, which reads uh, everything on the screen aloud, is it's very, very responsive, very, very nice. Uh, but I didn't try the magnifier as, as I'm totally blind, but it's great to know. Dr. Bill, can I maybe reverse and ask you a question? Given the topic, I know we're going to talk about lighting on a different call, but maybe people are wondering out there, I've got someone who wants, you know, who who struggles reading, and I just need to give them a better low vision lighting or lamp. Would you have any recommendations for the audience on that? Yeah, you know, that's another really wonderful gift item is is to get them a, a wonderful type of desk lamp. And one of the things that works very very nice, and it is affordable. It's I believe under seventy nine dollars, and it's called the Big Eye Lamp. And this is a lamp that has a, a new particular type of bulb, which really produces a very evenly well-lit light, and it is something that the bulb lasts for over 2,000 hours, reportedly. The, the Big Eye Lamp also comes with a magnification lens on it. So 
So it's a magnification lens that's about four inches in diameter. It's not an extremely strong one, but it does do the purpose for a lot of people when they're trying to sign a check or they're reading a book. For for many kids and adults with low vision, by just having more light, though, it, it is such that they don't need as much magnification and that they're able to read. Another example of a very, very good light that is going to help people that also comes with a magnifier, it's called the Joseph. And this is from a company called Berryessa, B-E-R-R-Y-E-S-S-A. So Berryessa, uh, their website is berryessalighting.com. But this particular light is probably one of the most advanced lights that is available right now. It is a particular type of light that you can alter the brightness, but you can also order it such that the particular color wavelength of the light that you want will be emitted from the bulb. One of the things that we do know now is that blue light that comes from the light bulbs, it could be hazardous to the retina. So people who have retinitis pigmentosa, uh, macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, and cataracts, should avoid the blue light at all costs. And it is very, very good that this type of lighting, the Joseph, is uh, available. So these are some of the things that are also really, really nice. And a third option that someone might even do is that you can go to Home Depot and you can purchase what's called a track light. And a track light is a piece of metal. It's a metal bar that's about four feet long and it's about one inch wide and one inch thick, and there are two light fixtures that attach to it. Now, these particular light fixtures, they take a LED bulb, and these are really great light bulbs because they're very bright and they're very efficient. And when you mount this up on the ceiling, you could direct the light to different areas that someone might need. So let's say that you have a a friend who loves to cook, But when they're cooking over the stove, they just don't have quite enough brightness to see what's cooking in the pan. Or maybe someone likes to sew, and they want to sew in their favorite sitting chair, and they don't have a desk lamp or something. Uh, This particular type of light is available, and they're about $60. They're really quite affordable there, and you can get these types of things there at, at, at a Home Depot. Another thing that I wanted to talk about in in terms of sharing uh, items that are great gift ideas is I think that if a person loves to read, uh, the most affordable thing would be to sign up for the National Library Service, and they will provide you with audio books for free. You could also download these books the way that we were talking about earlier, and they will also give you a player And this is a player that they give you for free, and it's a digital type of player. So it looks like a a cassette player, but it's very sleek. Now, it's not small enough to fit in your pocket, but it's about 8 inches by 6 inches and about 2 inches thick. So people could listen to books that way. Another way that a person could do it is that they could also have a subscription For $15 a month, you could buy a subscription for a friend or a loved one to Audible, audible.com, A-U-D-I-B-L-E.com. 
Now, this is something that I personally have, and I think it's really, really great. Now, for me, I use this and I listen to these books on my phone just to have that particular type of portability. But for $15 a month, I can use that service. You have all of these books and magazines and all this other type of very informative content. But what I thought was really the the deal breaker for me was that each month I can pick a free book for free. So in other words, that $15 a month uh, subscription type of thing, it really isn't costing me anything because I'm able to select any book and I could purchase that book for free. The readers are excellent and I thought, wow, this was really something that gave me a lot of flexibility as it comes down to reading. Another thing that I I think is a really great gift, for about $25, you could purchase a person a Sony radio. These are AM, FM radios, and they fit easily in the palm of your hand. They fit in a shirt pocket. You could put it in a, a backpack or a purse. They come with earbuds. But for a person who maybe they want to exercise or they just want to relax, they could listen to the radio. They could listen to talk radio. They could do all of these types of things. And it's very, very easy in the sense that it runs on one AAA battery. So of all the things that I use, I would say that I probably listen to my radio uh, more than any other type of thing. And I felt that that particular radio for $25 was really very, very helpful. Dr. Bill, yeah, uh, I was just thinking right now, um, you know, what I have around my apartment that, you know, I use for purposes and that it's accessible to me. And the thing that came to mind is my, you know, I have a large print tape measure. And that thing is yellow with big, huge numbers. And I, I, I looked it up online just now, and I think it was retailing for $25. It can be anywhere from 20 to $30, but I think it's called Fat Max. And it's, um, it's one of many, but it's a large print, you know, very yellow and black letters and a yellow background. It's a large print tape measure, so you can measure and, and do things, you know, be the handyman around the house, wow. as it were. And so, you know, there's things like that out there that f- folks could be aware of. Uh, I just thought I'd share that. Yeah, I didn't even know that that existed. But, you know, as you bring things up like that, we could think about the person that, that we want to buy a gift for and what they do every day or what do we we want to do every day. But things that are just as simple as different types of cooking utensils, if we could have large print measuring cups, it makes a world of difference when we're trying to cook. I was telling my, my daughter You know, I said, you know, one of the things that I think is just so great is to have some of these devices that do allow us to cook by ourselves. I said, number one, I think that the George Foreman grill, I think they're available for about 20-something dollars now. It's one of the most easiest ways that you could grill a breast of chicken. Or if you wanted to make a steak, you could make it. The cleanup is great. It's, It's healthy types of cooking and it's good. I also like the toaster oven. You oh, know, yeah. Don't you find that to be very quick? It, it, the things like the grill, Foreman grill, and the, absolutely, they're just they're easier to use. They're safer in a sense, and um, it's pretty neat. Another one that I, I haven't had the chance to put my hands on, and it's close to $200, but a lot of folks are talking about it. It's this new Bluetooth 
controlled um, pressure cooker that you can use with your iPhone, and it's completely accessible, and it has like about dozens of recipes, and a lot of line and low vision folks are using it, and it's up on Amazon, and yeah, I could, I could look it up, but it's a, it's a Bluetooth pressure cooker, and people are just raving over it and how easy it is to use and how you can, you know, switch in things and, and make a recipe and set up a timer on your phone and control it that way, which I think is wow. brilliant. Is that right? I remember my mother used to cook with a pressure cooker, and, oh, gosh, the food was so flavorful and tender. You know, um, I know we're getting close, and you might want to ask people for questions. But one of the, yeah. the one of the things, and a lot of what we discuss is mainstream stuff. Some of it's available in low vision stores. A lot of this stuff is available on Amazon now, and or uh, just elsewhere. But one of the ways I keep abreast as to what's modern, what's what's cool, what's trendy is um, the American Foundation for the Blind has a publication called Access World, and it's online. It's an app, and it's also on their webpage, and it's a monthly. Magazine usually on different technology that is uh, emerging for the community, blind and low vision alike. Whether it's appliances with buttons or or things that are you know, of interest to our community, and um, that publication has a wealth of information and it's really well researched. And um, I, I call it the NPR of um, yeah. <laughs> of blind um, products. It really is thorough. It really is good too. You know, another thing I would say is that you know. Uh, remember, a lot of things that we're talking about, they are expensive, but uh, Christmas or holidays, it doesn't mean that you have to purchase something expensive. I thought some of the more affordable things are is that you can get somebody a new application for their iPhone. If they have an iPhone, there are some great applications out there. There's a portable voice recorder that uh, is available from Sweetman Systems. I think it's like $9.95. Uh, there's others uh, such as Over There. That's another great type of application that will help people to find things if you're in a mini mall and you, you're not certain what stores are there. You could simply use your phone and find it. But you might even get a consultation so that a person can learn to use these particular types of applications better uh, to get a list of some of the best applications according to Julian Vargas, who is going to be on the call tonight, but I guess he couldn't make it. Uh, you could go to his website, and it's www.techjv.com. And he has truly reviewed almost every application that's out there for people with low vision, and he can give you some great advice. The last thing I want to do is to tell you some other very, very good ideas, and it's very affordable. And we'll open it up to you if you have some other recommendations. So uh, I like to give people some things that are very, very enjoyable but very affordable. You can go ahead and you can buy somebody a bottle of barbecue sauce and some chicken wings, and you could give this person the recipe of how to make some of the best hot wings out there. You simply get aluminum foil and you put it into a pan, a cooking pan, so that the barbecue sauce doesn't make it tough to clean that pan. And you just lay out the chicken wings. You cover it with barbecue sauce, 350 degrees for 35 minutes, and they are just wonderful. Other things is you might even just get somebody a box of cake mix and some whipping cream, 
and they could make one of the most delicious cakes that they've ever had. So you could share many, many affordable things that people have a great time with, and I think that they'll be very, very happy. So uh, why don't we do this, Richard? Let's open up to uh, any other suggestions that some of you may have. Maybe Tom from Vermont's got some there. And to unmute your phone, you press star 1. And if you like to, you could introduce your name, uh, but you don't have to. But we'd like to hear some of the ideas that you have. Okay, let's go ahead. Who has an idea out there? Dr. Bill? Yes. This is Elena um, from Northern California. And early on in the program, you asked me if I had any gift ideas, and I told you I didn't. But in the course of listening to the program, I thought of two discoveries over the last couple months that I've found that I absolutely love. And I happen to be a totally blind cook, so these have to be blind-friendly for me. Unfortunately, I can't exactly tell you where to get them or brand names because I'm not very well prepared, but I could follow up with that information later. But just to let people know these exist because I didn't even know they existed. Um, And the first one is my new lasagna pan. And my new lasagna pan um, resembles very much a a 9 by uh, 13 by 2 cake you know, um, cake pan, except that it has a divider that sets down in it, and after you build your lasagna, you place this divider down in it, and then you bake your lasagna, and what you have when you bring it out of the oven and let it set for a few minutes, you lift this divider, and you have 12 perfectly uniform sliced pieces of lasagna, (laughs) Um, to serve to your friends, because I don't know about the rest of you, but I have a lot of trouble cutting stuff, especially equal stuff. Um, That's one. And then the other one is very similar, a little more involved, but it's it's very similar. And at the end, when you're done baking, it's uh, called the brownie pan. And when you're done baking, you wind up with 15 uniform-sized, beautiful uh, brownies. (laughs) And, again, that's always been kind of a problem for me. I can bake them okay, but I'm never the one that's going to slice them to send them to a bake sale or to send them to a school PTA or any of that stuff because that would be disastrous. But these two items are just beautiful, and I'm sure the lasagna pan could probably be used for other things like slicing equine portions of jello or or, you know, other yeah. things, uh, maybe a cheesecake or something. But um, both of those devices uh, in the kitchen I have found to be wonderful. Those are great ideas, Elena. Thank you. I, Dr. I can... Yes, Richard. Um, I do, I do want to, um, and I, I, I'll make this quick. Then there might be others out there, but I do want to, uh, one of the things I like to do is travel. So I like to get out there and do things, and more often than not, I make it work for me. But I think what people might be missing and another good opportunity to give someone a gift is a a paid experience where you can say, hey, Dr. Bill, you know, I'm going to take you to the Charles M. Schultz Museum because I know you like Charlie Brown, for example, and I'll be your guide for the day. So buying someone a a museum ticket and then being their eyes for the day, whereas often these museums or places don't have docents or, you know, you need to set something up in advance. So paying for an experience and and taking someone somewhere often is a really cool way of, of buying someone or sharing and experience with someone too. Wow, that would be really nice. Is there a Charles Schultz Museum? 
Yes, up in Santa Rosa, and I, I actually have yet to go, but that's one of my goals is to, you know, find a pair of eyes and say, okay, let's go and let's, you know, hear all about it. Oh, my gosh, that that would be so wonderful. And, you know, uh, one of my favorite things that are cars, and after I went blind, my my best friend, he surprised me and said, hey, we're going to go someplace, we'll go get something to eat, and we ended up going to the, the L.A. car show, and he was just explaining every car <laughs> It, it That's cool. So yeah. Wonderful. That's a great idea, Richard. Does anybody else out there have a, any other types of gift ideas? And uh, as you can see, these gift ideas don't have to mean that you're really going out there and spending a lot of money. Uh, if somebody just likes to go to the ocean, take them out to the ocean. Dr. Villas, Jim, I changed my mind. I do have a, a gift idea. And um, I don't know if this actually made the recording at the beginning or not, but it's kind of one of those gifts. It has to do with the entity that sponsors Let's Talk Low Vision. For those that, if it didn't make the recording, for those that aren't aware, Let's Talk Low Vision is, 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 is sponsored monthly and has been for the past several years by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. And we have mentioned off-air about a publication that the organization had done several years ago, I think, when Richard was president, and I think, if I remember correctly, Dr. Bill, you had the idea. And if people enjoy reading, why not give them the gift of insights into low vision? That's the book that CCLVI has published. It's been out since, I believe, 2012. It's now on audio. Um... Uh, format can be found on Amazon, and it has all different chapters on dealing with low vision, be it dealing with how to use your technology, be it lighting, be it travel, be it whatever. Twenty bucks, you can give somebody the best gift of all. Amen. <laughs> I, I would agree with you. I think that CCLV has done a great job with putting together that book, so thank you. It's called Insights into Low Vision, and you can order that on Amazon.com, or you could just call the CCLVI website at www.cclvi. Does anybody else have any last uh, suggestions of holiday gift items that they'd like to share? I, I will mention that that book will be available in Spanish shortly. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're really excited about that. Well, Richard, I, I thank you for your time and all of these uh, ideas that you have, and I hope that all of you will enjoy telling your friends about this podcast so that they, too, could learn about some of these great gift ideas. So until next time, this is Dr. Bill Takesta and Richard Retta for Let's Talk Low Vision. <laughs> 